Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but first, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton of headlines to get to. Can't wait to get into those. I do want to catch you up. I was supposed to go to the Denver Zoo yesterday and do a video shoot. They had to postpone. So Kip Wilson and I of Mile High Life, we had to quickly scramble and go, shit, what are we going to do? What We need to do a video. We need to push it out. What can we do? Oh, boom. He thinks of Lions, Colorado. He had driven through there not too long ago to go up to Estes Park. He said, is there something that we could do around uh, Lions? So I start looking on the internet. Boom. Found this hidden gem. You have, may have heard about it before. But I've never heard of it, and I was like, this can be our centerpiece, and then we can go around and do all the the stores and stuff like that as well. So what did we find? We Casa. It's fucking amazing. If you've ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you've driven by it, but you don't know what it actually is. We Casa is, is essentially a amped up trailer park, I guess is a way you could say it, but I mean, you just don't think trailer park, but I guess in a sense, yes, it's a trailer park. But anyway, it's, it's these mobile homes that they just pimp out on the inside and and the outside on some of them too. So when you go step inside these places, they're, they're places to stay. You can spend the night there. Each one is unique, and and it's just so cool, and you're really transported into a different realm. And my favorite one, and I imagine it's it's just about everybody's favorite one, is the, the Hobbit house, and it's just like you would imagine. It's like you're going into center earth. Is that what they call it? Uh, the the Lord of the Rings, the nah, my precious. Nah, where's my precious? I can't do. I can't do. Is it Gollum? My precious. <laughs> Whatever it is. I haven't seen the movie in years. And I don't even think I finished the movie because it's so fucking long. Anyway, back to Wee Casa, which is really fucking cool place. The The Hobbit house has this like circle door. Like, isn't that like Dildo Baggins' uh, thing? Uh, I called him Dildo, but it's it's Bilbo. Anyway, it has a circle door, and you open it up, and it is. It's like this real cool little, it's not over the top, but it's enough where it's just like, it's just neat. A great way to explain this place is neat. And it's not just the Hobbit house. They have all these other ones where you you open the door, and it's just, they did a good job. Great job, I would say, actually, at designing these, these buildings, these portable buildings, that you can go into, and some of them sleep only like two, but some of them sleep up to four to five people, and it's just really neat. There's one, oh man, I, I don't know. It's just there's one that is like kind of a bluegrass theme. That one was really neat, and uh, I guess one of the the grand one, the the big one is called the Sequoia, and you go in there, and I'm like, dude, this is bigger than like some apartments out there. And you would never realize it when you 
when you first approach it, you're, then you go in there and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. So I'm going to try to, uh, you know, set something up where I can take my family up there because it's really cool. But what's neat is if you do end up staying there, you're right, you know, walking distance from Main Street, Lyons, Colorado, which I had never really spent any time in Lyons, Colorado. It was always a place that I got gas as I approached Estes Park and never really. That's the only thing I ever did there was to stop to get gas at the Conoco. But it was really neat. I had lunch with Kip and Mike with uh, the Mile High Life crew. We ate at St. Vrain's Marketplace, which is a fantastic little shop slash deli. And I got the, if you go in there, I got the Santa Fe sandwich. And it has like a cranberry horseradish sauce or spread that they put on there. Freaking amazing. It's not going to blow your socks off with like, this is the best sandwich ever. It's just really good. And it's some somewhat simple ingredients, but it's just the way they, they combine it is just really good. Definitely worth your money. Definitely worth the stop. Also got ice cream at Lion's Dairy Bar. I ended up eating a, a strawberry Oreo ice cream cone, and that was fantastic phenomenal kip obviously had to stop by the dispensary because he loves weed so we went to zen golds which is a local shop up there and him and the the shopkeeper were just like sitting there going uber weed nerd on on each other they're like ah this science stuff blah 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 weed 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 and i'm like sitting there like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about but they're talking about the different processes for certain edibles and you know, the the new way is making sure that you don't lose any of the, the ingredients it basically filters out during the cooking process and they have a certain word for it. And I'm just sitting there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. No fucking clue what you're saying, but I agree. I agree. It's like when my wife's uncle Sheldon, who owns Stan's auto service up in Loveland, when he starts talking about cars and how to fix certain things, and it's just like it's all just rattling around in his brain. He just he can't help it. That's just what he knows. He's just like a, a savant when it comes to fixing cars and, and how things work and blah blah blah. And I'm just sitting there, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea. That's that's what they were doing. They're talking about weed, and I'm like, uh huh. Uh-huh. Does it get you high? Okay, that's all I need to know. Jesus. It's like a car. Does it does it run? Yeah. Okay, we're good. Is it broken? Ooh, that's bad. Somebody needs to fix it. Not me. <laughs> Not me. So that was that was a lot of fun. I suggest you go up to Lions, Colorado and explore it. It's it's not going to if if you're going up to Estes Park, just stop in there for like 30 minutes. Walk around. They have some interesting shops up there. And, you know, it, it's a good time. And it, you're not going to be disappointed. There's some good places to eat as well. One thing that pissed me off, though, is we're doing a video shoot, obviously. And I had bought this new shirt recently. And I'm wearing it. And as I'm driving up, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Well, 
it's a different material than I'm used to. And apparently when I had tried it on or put it on, I must have pulled, I was trying to pull my, my shirt forward and I grabbed it by like right around the sternum and I pulled it forward like that. Well, by doing that, I must have, I, well, uh, what I did is I created what looks like to everybody else, like I have a third fucking nipple right in the middle of my chest. That's what it looked like. I'm like, God damn it. So when this video comes out in like a week, maybe two weeks, whenever they get a chance to, to you know, put it together, I'm confident that it's going to look like I have a third nipple. At least in some of the shots, be like, does he? Did I see? Wait a minute. Duff has a third nipple? No, I don't. It's the fucking shirt. <laughs> I was so mad. And I saw, so, like, every time, like, we weren't shooting, I was constantly trying to, like, rub my chest. So onlookers are like, that guy has a third nipple and he can't stop rubbing it. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't help me doing that. <laughs> it didn't at all. I was desperate, but it didn't work. <laughs> Did not work. Uh, after I do this episode, I'm I'm actually running to the chiropractor for the first time, and I'm nervous because my back and hips are all fucked up. So he did X-rays the other day, and now he's he's evaluating them. Then he's gonna go, "You're you're either just a pussy, and I can adjust something, or he's gonna go, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna go Steven Seagal on your ass and just like <laughs> crack the shit out of me." I'm nervous. I've never gone to a chiropractor and I just, I've, I've stretched and kind of like popped my neck before sitting down and it's gotten to the point where I'm like, Oh my God, that hurts really bad. Like, and like my, I can't move anything. That's probably a bad thing. I probably fucked something up. So anyway, I'm, I'm nervous of going about going to the chiropractor. I'll let you know in the next episode, um, if I have the ability to walk again, because <laughs> I joke about that, but it just kind of freaks me out. I'm like, I see what they do, and they're like, Duh! it's like Jean-Claude Van Damme in like some video, old school 80s movie where he's like snapping somebody's neck. He didn't do that, though. That was more of a Steven Seagal thing. I'm here to break your neck, dude. That sounded like, um, what's his nuts? Nick Cage. I'm Nick Cage. I'm going to snap your neck. Oh, anyway, speaking of snack, uh, snapping necks and taking names, it's time for some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Your pothole, give it to me, now! Arnold Schwarzenegger got tired of a pothole in the neighborhood that he lives in, so he did something about it, like any good civilian would do. So what did he do? This is what he wrote on Twitter. Today, after the whole neighborhood had been upset about this giant pothole that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for a week. <laughs> for weeks. Sorry, I should have been doing that from the beginning. I went out there with my team and we fixed it. I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. Here you go. That was a horrible Arnold impression. And I apologize. So he did something about it. There was a pothole. I believe he uh, he later clarified it was about three weeks that had been sitting there. Allegedly, somebody complained to the city, but nobody got back to them, and then nobody gave an ETA 
So it's just been sitting there screwing up, screwing up traffic in the neighborhood. So he decides, you know, I'm a rich motherfucker. Let's just fix it. Don't forget, get the camera crew. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the problem. The city spokesman told NBC Los Angeles, that is not a pothole. Oh, what? It's a service trench that relates to active permitted work being performed at the location by SoCal Gas, who expects the work to be completed by the end of May. Okay, so you're saying that that hole's supposed to be there. I'm looking at the video of Arnold Schwarzenegger filling the hole. That's in the somewhat in the the path of traffic. Why wouldn't even if it's on the side where people can park, put something around it, put a fucking cone around it so people know don't drive in this. Maybe they did, and some rich dick was just like, I can't have that eyesore. It's orange. Oh, gross. And they they just fucking threw it in the, the trash or something like that. I could see that because rich people are dicks. All of them. Every single one. Unless I hit it big and, and get a lot of money, then all those poor people, they're so, they're so annoying. Bunch of dicks. Kidding. I won't be that one. But anyway... <laughs> anyway, so like why wouldn't if you're the city, why wouldn't you have something around it if that is designated to be there? Right? Wouldn't you put something be like, "Oh no, that's a service trench." Well, nobody knows that. You just fucking dug a hole in the middle of the road and then left? That makes no sense to me. If you have more insight on this, you work for a gas company, or you are in construction and you know what they're talking about, let me know, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. Because it seems like a bunch of bullshit that they would just dig a hole and then fucking leave and not tell anybody. I get that the the city is busy. I mean, it's L.A., but it seems a little bit odd. And it seems like somebody didn't do their job. So I can't blame Arnold for trying to be a good guy and just be like, let's just fill this fucking hole because I got the money to do it and it's just pissing people off. I'll just fucking do it for them. And then the city's like, no, you fucked up, man. Oh, big celebrity superstar guy decides he wants to be kind and do it. By the way, when Arnold's doing it, he's wearing these boots that look like they've never been worn before and a jacket and like everything is just like, it's just like fresh from the store type of thing. Like (laughs) you can tell he doesn't listen. Arnold could kick my ass. He could probably outwork my ass in in anything, but it's like wear something with scuffs on it. Like, you know, torn up jeans or some shit like that. Come on. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I feel like that's really annoying, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if a city would do something like that where they would just, dig a hole, then fucking walk away and not tell anybody. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. It's just so absurd. Just put put something up there. Send an email blast to everybody in the neighborhood or put up flyers. I don't know. Something so they know. Be like, guys, there's a hole here. We apologize. We'll get it filled by the end of May. Deal with it. <laughs> by the way, since December 30th, 
Los Angeles has received 19,692 service requests for repairs, and as of April 6, crews had filled at least 17,549 potholes. That's a lot. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of potholes around here in Colorado. We are in the pothole filling season. And what's really cool, maybe you need to check this out wherever you live, is a lot of cities now have their own apps. So I live in Thornton, and I'm really in the Thornton, North Glen area. So I have those two city apps. So if I, what's cool is like if you see something that needs fixed, there's a, a part on the app that says, you know, you know, click on this and let us know what what needs to be corrected or whatever. And sure as shit, they'll fix it within like a day or two. It's pretty fucking phenomenal. And maybe it was just coincidence. Maybe a bunch of other people did the exact same thing as me. But I feel like they they that I have like like an inside like a red phone like where I can go listen you need to fix this shit and like the, and they did it they're like oh shit it's the huff <laughs> he's on the app again what does he say what needs to be done on it cruise go <laughs> like lights the orange lights flashing <laughs> i don't know so check that out see it wherever you live download the app and they always have a section in there for or at least most of them do now of things that that can you get a direct line a little closer line to the city and they can fix things there's a lot of people that go they see problems and then they'll just complain about it but they won't actually send an email to anybody they're wanting you to tell them where they're at because they can't be everywhere so it's pretty cool thing that they're doing An employee from Carriage Hills Elementary has been charged with misdemeanor assault and battery after being accused of hitting a kid with a dodgeball. Now, the initial headline for that is like, that kid's a pussy, (laughs) right? But according to court documents, a student went to the principal at Carriage Hills after the man allegedly hit them three times. Once in the back, once in the leg, and once in the face, which knocked off their glasses. The student told the police they had thrown a dodgeball while playing a game which bounced off another student and hit the employee. The employee then allegedly got mad, which led to the student getting hit with the ball. Now, the employee said when he was sitting in the class and the student threw the ball at him and another teacher and wouldn't apologize for it, he said he then hit the student with the ball and asked if he should apologize for doing that. Then the kid responded, yes. He said he told the kid that was how he and the other teacher felt. What the fuck is going on here? First of all, I'm, I applaud this school for actually having dodgeball go on in the school because a lot of places ban it. By the way, I got to say this. I love my kids' school, but then I, I sit there and I talk to my my kids about what they do in gym class. And I'm like, shit, I remember when we were in gym class, we were always doing the presidential fitness things. And I don't know when that starts or if they even still do it anymore. But, man, I used to, 
My son, it's like every day I try to get him to do a push-up, and it's like, Jesus Christ, you suck at push-ups. Because <laughs> I don't know when I got good at push-ups. I'm not like uh, the best at it, but I could right now knock out 25, no problem. But my son has a difficult time doing two. And I remember growing up, it was just like we did that all the time. Sit-ups, push-ups, climbing. Do you remember climbing a rope in gym class? Oh, man, I always had the pee afterwards. But I don't ever remember a kid growing up, whether it was in my class or not, just in my schools. I don't ever remember a kid falling from the ropes. Do you? Did that ever happen in your schools? Because I, I know they got rid of that in most schools, if not all schools. But I don't ever remember anybody getting hurt by it. And it, it's just interesting, though, that I, I'm going back. I'm like, what do you do in gym class? And it's I'm not mad at the, the gym teachers. It's just different era. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, well, you know, sometimes we'll run around, do play games and stuff like that. And there's these little scooter things that we sit on and we do, you know, race courses. I'm sure there's more than th that he's actually telling me because it's a classic kid. You only remember like 10% of what you actually do. But anyway, so I'm like, God, man, do they not try to do sit-ups and push-ups and stuff like that? It's bizarre to me. I remember always running and we would always be doing something physical, but it was always different. It's just bizarre the way things are. And maybe when he gets into like sixth grade, it'll change or fifth grade, some it'll change. But right now I'm like, what the fuck? Now going back to this story and, and by the way, it made me think of like when I was a kid, we were, I remember going to Cole elementary in Broomfield. That's where I went from second through fifth grade. That's where I went. And I remember there was this big brick wall and we would always play dodgeball there. And there may have been, I, I, for some reason, I have a vivid, a slight memory. <laughs> it's fuzzy of me not paying attention. And I had glasses of me not paying attention and me getting hit by the dodgeball. And I was too close to the brick wall and my head bounced off the, the wall. But we, I kept playing. <laughs> I wasn't going to fucking, you know, cry about it. I probably did cry about it. Then went back and played. But either way, I wouldn't expect them to ban it. But I know they ended up banning it like a few years later. Probably because of me. They're like, look what you did to Scott. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Take a hard look at what you did to Scott. Um, a dodgeball to the head. Now look at him. He's barely able to form a sentence. Me, me like words. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you believe in this situation? I could see the the kids being dicks because there was apparently uh, other students that you know came to the aid of the 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 kid that told the principal about what happened. They're like, yeah, the the students telling the truth. Listen, devil's advocate. The kid's lying, and his friends are uh, coming to bat for him because they don't like that employee for what a miscellaneous reason, or the employee's just a fucking dick, and he he did throw it at him you know, out of the blue or whatever. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know who to blame, but again, I applaud the school for having dodgeball on the premises. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I, 
I did. We used to play tetherball too. tetherball. Uh, some kid just like let it r- wrap around his neck or something, or I don't know, maybe it was hazing, but they ended up getting rid of all the tetherball poles. That was a fun fucking game. You had to have your head on a swivel. Cause you, if you get distracted by something, next thing you know, whack, you get hit in the face with a fucking tetherball. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, and then you get those people that are really good at it. And they're like, you get that moment where you're like, I'm in complete control. And you're just like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Whips around, you win. That was fun. I used to love playing uh, tetherball. Tetherball and dodgeball. And I don't know. Does, do your kids have those sports? Let me know your thoughts on this whole thing, like with the gym classes and everything. One is... Maybe my my kid's school's different. Maybe it's the same as yours. Let me know. What do they do? If you're a gym teacher, let me know. What do you guys do in gym classes versus when you were a, a student in gym classes? How much has it evolved? Because it, I I can't blame the gym teachers for this. It's just more. I'm I'm I imagine. Correct me if I'm wrong. I imagine that this is bigger than them. There's a lot of factors that go into this let me know to huff uncensored at gmail.com or up on my socials at the huff podcast you got more coming your way including a big issue that is starting to really affect everybody but not everybody knows about it although we should but first baseball's back push for the postseason in hockey and hoops it's on like donkey kong So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best uh, wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call one 800 5224700 We all know that there's there's always an issue in society. Energy crisis, oil crisis, you know, all that stuff. One of one that's been around for a while but a lot of people don't listen to it. And and I'm guilty of, of adding to the problem just as much as anybody else except for rich fuckers. Swimming pools and lavish gardens of rich are driving water uh, shortages according to recent studies. So you rich people, you're fucking shit up for everybody else. Wealthy residents use 12 times more water than those with lower incomes, according to studies. In fact, I believe in California, they'll hand out fines to these rich dicks, like Stallone got in trouble for it, and I'm trying to remember somebody else, but... Oh, Kim Kardashian got in trouble for it, too, of, like, wasting water. Well, then what can end up happening is the city can actually regulate how much you're actually using because you're a problem and you're wasting water. Anyway, more than 80 metropolitan areas around the world have faced severe shortages in the last two decades, a figure that's only projected to rise, impacting more than 1 billion people in the next few decades. Moscow, Miami, and Melbourne, Australia, were among the most impacted in the last decade. Researchers for this study only decided to focus on one location, but they say 
it essentially can transfer to all these other big city areas as well. And they focused on Cape Town, South Africa. Despite only representing about 14% of the population, the wealthiest residents used more than half of the water, 51%, consumed by the entire city. Most of the water used by these privileged uh, social groups went with non-essential needs such as irrigation, swimming pools, and water fixtures. By the way, that's something that bugs me. As much as I love having a lawn here in Colorado, the fact that we have to have a sprinkler system in order to keep it up is kind of a moronic thing that we do. We honestly shouldn't have lawns here in Colorado. We're considered a fucking desert, and we're always in a drought. So why the fuck do we do this? It's ridiculous. It's vanity more than anything. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses, with the, the, the Midwest places that don't need sprinkler systems. I go out to Iowa to visit family, and they, I'm like, dude, everything's so green. And he's like, yeah, what's crazy is... They don't have sprinkler systems out here. Like, what? I'm sure there's some places that might, but where he was talking about, he's like, they don't have sprinkler systems because just the the way the weather works out here, you don't you don't need it. Colorado, completely fucking different. We should be zero scaped out here in Colorado, but nobody's gonna do that because there's too many of us that are just like, I love my lawn, I love to mow it, I love to prune it, I love to you know blah blah blah. Roll around naked on it. I love my lawn. But you don't need it. It's not important. Oh, it's so it's so ridiculous to think that we have lawns here in Colorado. Again, I love my lawn. And I'm already talking to my son. It's a great way for him and I to bond is working on the lawn together. And we've already been discussing how we're going to. It's kind of funny, but it, it's I like it. It gets him thinking more about how to to work with problems on how to cut and, and maintain the lawn. But we're also going to try to focus on making sure we don't overwater this year because it's very easy to do. And maybe one of these days I get a, a lawn expert to give some uh, pointers on what you need to do so you're not overusing it, but it, it's crazy, but I get it. It's one of those things where like you could have a, a pile of rocks out there and that would make more sense. Now, people are like, well, where are you going to play football and sports? Well, have the parks. I get it. Have the fucking parks. But our lawns, it's so not essential. Anyway, they say, I won't say that the results will be exactly the same, but I believe that any city in the U.S., Canada or Australia would have inequality. It might manifest in different ways, but it's still there, and it's just as critical with population growth and or climate change. In the U.S., two major industries, thermoelectric power production and manufacturing, account for two-thirds of public water supply usage. Agricultural accounts for roughly 40% of America's total fresh water withdrawals. So it's, it's an interesting thing to think about when we waste water. Maybe some of you guys are really good about it. I know I have two young kids, and getting them to take a short, efficient shower is like pulling fucking teeth. Even though they do, they, 
they talked about this in my son's class. They did a project on it about water usage. And he's like spouting off all this information of like essentially what I just said. And then he takes like a 30 minute fucking shower. I'm like, God damn it, man. <laughs> in one year, out the other. And that's basically what it is. Do you see us ever getting rid of lawns in a place like here in Colorado? I love my lawn. But if all of a sudden the city's like, listen, we have a major fresh water problem. And if you zero scape your lawn, you're good to go. And you'll get some sort of kickback on that. I'll be like, yeah, sure. No problem. I don't need it that bad. I can just spend my time instead of uh, mowing my lawn. I'll just be pulling weeds from the fucking rocks. I'm fine with that. Would you have a problem with that? If all of a sudden lawmakers are like, listen, lawns are illegal in Colorado. Would you have a problem with that? And it's all based on conserving water. Would you have a problem with that? You shouldn't. But maybe you do. Let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on my socials at Podcast. Very interesting to think about. Really quick, I saw this from Fox 31 in Colorado. And I'm like, this is kind of an interesting thing. And some of these I didn't really realize. Five Colorado traffic laws that you might not know. You can only wear headphones in one ear, not both. I see people with like big old headphones like I'm wearing right now as they're driving, but it's only supposed to be one. Basically, you can only have an one earbud in, one headphone on if you're driving a car. I, I think I knew that. I actually, you know what? Yeah, because of if you're doing phone calls, stuff like that. But that being said, my, my car now, it goes through the thing. I'm very high end. Uh, lane splitting is illegal, motorcyclists, you fucking dicks. Under current law, the driver of a motorcycle is prohibited from overtaking or passing a motor vehicle by driving in the same lane as the motor vehicle or between rows of motor vehicle. Boom, suck on that one. Because you guys are fucking dicks. Not all, all, not all of you guys do this, but every now and then, like, traffic is really messed up. And all of a sudden, you see some dude on his little freaking going in between people. Fucking hate you. We all do. We all do. Left on red. I think most people know this. Have you ever been stuck in traffic at a red light? Blah, blah, blah. It's actually illegal to turn left on red in certain circumstances. Yeah, if it says no turn on red, then I don't turn on red. Whose fault is it if I turn on red if, if there's no sign? Sounds like a city problem to me, not me problem. According to Colorado law, motorists are allowed to make a left turn from a one-way street onto another one-way street after stopping at the red light. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of a dumb thing for Fox 31 to add on there because he says, provided there's no sign pro prohibiting such a turn. Yeah, if there's a sign that says no turn on, on red, no, no left turn on red, then I don't turn on left. Whatever, on red. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Don't don't try to overcomplicate this and add this to the list, Fox 31. If there's a sign, we usually, most of us, obey it. It's kind of a dumb one to add on there. Should be the four traffic laws you didn't know. You can ride in the back in the bed of a truck in Colorado. 
a lot of people I've talked to that are like, no, that's illegal. No, it's illegal if you're 15 years or younger. Otherwise, you can sit in the back of a pickup truck in the bed as long as the tailgate's closed. And you got to be sitting down. And it has to have four sides. So, you know, it's not a flatbed. So, yeah, you can do that. But anyone 15 or younger must be properly restrained. And also, this one is for all you cyclists out there. You're a fucking vehicle. Obey the traffic laws. And you can get a DUI while on a bike. But I also add this. Is you can blare through a stop sign. Guess what? If you're on the roadway, you're acting as a vehicle. You can get a ticket. And you deserve a ticket. I appreciate bikers. I go back and forth with you guys. It's the same thing as drivers. If a driver runs through a stop sign, you deserve a fucking ticket. But you can't be on a bike using the roadway and just assume that the that those laws don't affect you. If you go to a, a stoplight, you need to stop. You can't just start driving through the intersection and be like, I'm on a bike. Back off. Just like a car can't do the same thing. Anyway. Those are interesting. Let me know if there's something else that I need to add to that list. I don't I don't like that they put the no left turn on red. Like if there's a sign, then you obey the sign. Otherwise, yeah, fucking go for it. <laughs> if it's if it's I'm thinking like in Denver where there's a bunch of one ways, that's what they're talking about. Not like a uh, four-way intersection type of thing. But anyway, it's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you smiled a little bit in this episode. A little bit. Maybe a lot. I don't know. If you want to interact with the podcast, I always appreciate when you do. You can hit me up on my socials at Huff Podcast, or you can find me on my email, Uncensored at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm headed to my chiropractor. Uh, he looks like Steven Seagal. No, he doesn't. But... Uh, if he starts cracking my back and he's like, I'm taking you to the bank, the blood bank, then I'll be like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I'm very hesitant. Hopefully by next episode, I'll be like, it's the greatest thing ever. But my, my expectations are low. I got to be honest. They are. Anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Have a great day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.